and welcome to UX Shortcast. Every day, I handpick the hottest articles from the last 24 hours to bring you the coolest and most exciting updates. Get ready for a quick yet catchy snapshot of what's new and buzzing in user experience. Ready to get inspired? Let's jump in. Today, on January 12th, I have the pleasure of inviting you to another episode of UX Shortcast. In article number one, titled Where UX Research is Working, Dave Hora explores the evolving role of UX research within organizations. He emphasizes the importance of making ideas visible and tangible and understanding the current state of affairs before proceeding with any action. Hora introduces a simple diagram illustrating the interplay between organization, product, and customer context, highlighting the two-way interactions between these elements. He points out that UX researchers are adept at observing the customer context and the interaction between product and customer, which involves analyzing how these realities change and hopefully align over time. Furthermore, Hora discusses how research helps reframe and synthesize observations, guiding the team's focus on critical aspects of the product-customer relationship. Effective UX research acts as a learning loop, enhancing the team's understanding and aiding in decision-making, by highlighting key factors in the product and customer dynamic. This process ensures that the organization remains well-informed and can make strategic decisions based on the insights gathered from UX research. In article number two, Crafting an Effective Design System Strategy, Sapita Raphael from UX Collective provides a comprehensive guide on developing a strategy for creating a robust design system. A design system is a collection of reusable components, guided by clear standards that can be assembled together to build any number of applications. It's not just a project, but a product that serves other products, ensuring consistency and reducing development time. The article emphasizes the importance of understanding both user and business needs through interviews and product analysis. It highlights the necessity of having a clear mission and vision for the design system, which should reflect the company's unique identity and cater to specific requirements. Raphael suggests using workshops like the Component Cut-Up to engage St. Egg holders and outlines the need to define initiatives that align with the system's vision. These initiatives should be grouped into epics for better consistency and management. Finally, the article discusses the importance of a strategic approach involving key representatives to plan for short, mid, and long-term goals. A detailed roadmap is essential for the first release cycle and pitching the strategy effectively to management is crucial for securing buy-in and resources. In article number three, titled The Blurring Lines Between UX and Digital Marketing, the author, Beth J., explores the increasingly intertwined relationship between user experience, UX, and digital marketing. She argues that the usability and sellability of products are merging, suggesting that our traditional view of these as separate entities is too narrow. Beth emphasizes the importance of understanding the human experience, HX, as people interact with various platforms and touchpoints in their lives, not just isolated websites or apps. She points out that usability is no longer just a design initiative, but is closely linked to marketing and sales strategies. Beth challenges the conventional methods of persona and user journey mapping, highlighting that they often fail to capture the unique behaviors of individuals and the context of their interactions with the digital world. By presenting a scenario of a mother purchasing diapers online amidst the chaos of her day, Beth illustrates how real-world situations influence digital interactions. She concludes that a comprehensive view of user experience, 
must consider the broader context of users' lives to truly understand and cater to their needs. In article number four, asking the hard questions and resisting the urge to ask ChatGPT, Ida Person from UX Collective explores the impact of our reliance on quick internet searches for answers. Person argues that while the internet provides easy solutions to simple queries, it falls short ahead addressing complex, wicked problems like poverty or climate change. These issues require a systematic approach and collaborative thinking, which is often bypassed in favor of rapid answers that reinforce our biases and limit meaningful discourse. The article also touches on how this behavior affects our emotional intelligence, teaching us to view feelings as problems to be fixed rather than experiences to be felt. Person encourages embracing uncertainty and fostering conversations that explore different perspectives, ultimately enhancing our relationships and ability to handle life's complexities. In the insightful article number five, titled Grid Systems in Design, the author Ji Yang provides a comprehensive exploration of grid systems, which are essential frameworks composed of columns and lines that guide the placement of design elements on a page. The use of grid systems is crucial for maintaining layout consistency, creating visual hierarchy, and establishing predictable design patterns. The anatomy of a grid includes columns, gutters, and margins, which are the core components that define where elements should be positioned. The article outlines four types of grids, manuscript, column, modular, and hierarchical, each serving different design needs from simple text layouts to complex web pages. Furthermore, the article discusses responsive layout grids that adapt to various screen sizes for optimal viewing experiences. These responsive grids come in two behaviors, fixed, where the container width remains constant, and fluid, where the container and column sizes adjust with the screen. Choosing between fixed and fluid depends on the target user behavior and the type of website. Breakpoints are also covered, which are the screen sizes at which the layout adjusts to accommodate different devices. The article concludes by emphasizing the importance of selecting the right grid and layout behavior to craft user-friendly, scalable, and visually appealing eye interfaces. In the insightful article number six, titled Persona User-Centric Product Design, Louis Javier presents a compelling case study on mobile web app development. The article, published on UX Planet, emphasizes the significance of user research in crafting products that truly resonate with users. Javier highlights the use of personas to humanize data and foster empathy, enabling design teams to create solutions that align with real user needs and behaviors. He also discusses the value of user journey maps in visualizing the user experience, identifying critical touch points, and enhancing the overall user interaction with the product. Furthermore, Javier introduces the scamper method as a tool to stimulate innovative thinking and creativity during the ideation phase. By integrating these methodologies, the article demonstrates how a user-centric approach to product development can lead to more innovative and impactful solutions. Javier's closing thoughts stress the transformative power of user research in bridging the gap between innovation and empathy, ultimately empowering teams to design products that genuinely cater to user needs. In article number seven, titled, If You're Not Checking UXD, You're Gambling, Bhagavath Mohan emphasizes the critical importance of user experience design, UXD, in the digital realm. UXD is the craft of creating digital experiences that are both functional and aesthetically pleasing, tailored to user needs and behaviors. The article highlights the risks of neglecting UXD, such as poor user satisfaction, lost revenue, negative brand image, 
and increase support costs, using examples like Snapchat's redesign and the healthcare.gov website. To avoid these pitfalls, a UXD checklist is proposed, advocating for user research, usability testing, responsive design, consistent branding, and an iterative design process. Successful companies like Airbnb, Google, and Spotify employ these practices to ensure their digital products meet and exceed user expectations. The conclusion is clear. UXD is not a luxury, but a necessity for sustained success in the digital age, and failing to prioritize it is akin to taking a gamble with your business's future. In the thought-provoking article number eight, The Truth About UX Bootcamps, a designer factory that sells dreams like expensive candy, Valerian Kleinschnitz shares a critical perspective on UX bootcamps. As a graduate of Ironhack's UX UI Design Bootcamp, Kleinschnitz recounts the disillusionment faced when entering the job market, where bootcamp certificates are met with skepticism by recruiters overwhelmed by the influx of junior designers. The article highlights the bootcamp's failure to adequately prepare students for the realities of the UX industry, the saturation of the junior UX designer market, and the questionable value of the expensive training programs. Kleinschnitz suggests alternatives like Google's low-cost courses, mentoring platforms, and internships to gain real-world experience and build a portfolio, ultimately questioning the integrity and efficacy of UX boot camps. In article number nine, titled New User Onboarding UX, The Art of Crafting Effective Emails, Hyman Shu Pro Design explores the nuances of user onboarding through email communication. The piece contrasts two distinct approaches SaaS products utilize, the helpful neighbor and the pushy salesperson. The helpful neighbor strategy is about genuinely aiding users with valuable tips, success stories, and personalized guidance, aiming to enhance their experience and lives. On the other hand, the pushy salesperson approach bombards users with promotions and feature updates, often prioritizing the company's revenue over user benefit. The article advocates for the helpful neighbor approach, emphasizing that users prefer supportive advice over aggressive sales tactics. It highlights examples from brands like Adidas, which welcomes new users and encourages goal-setting, Strava, which BI wields trust by setting clear expectations for notification opt-ins, and Todoist, which prompts users to engage with their goals and tracks their progress. The underlying message is that effective onboarding emails should focus on building trust and supporting user success, rather than solely driving the company's financial goals. In article number 10, titled Burnout, My Journey of Self-Discovery and Career Renewal, Jaws Dogen shares a personal account of overcoming burnout and finding a renewed sense of purpose in life and work. Dogen emphasizes the importance of self-care, patience, and intentional recovery steps, starting with the art of doing nothing to recharge. Creating a routine with physical activity was pivotal in rebuilding a sense of self and establishing a stronger foundation. Rediscovering passion for product and design, coaching, and UX was a key milestone, which was achieved with support from friends, family, and coaches. Braving the job market was challenging, but perseverance and self-kindness were crucial. Daogon learned to manage expectations and avoid perfectionism in the new job to prevent relapse. The article concludes by inviting readers to share their own burnout recovery stories, fostering a supportive community that values resilience and well-being. In article number 11, titled Five Times Tech Companies Ignored the Obvious and Correct Design Solution at Their Peril, Jason Kloss highlights a series of UX design failures from notable tech companies. Kloss emphasizes that these aren't just minor oversights. They're baffling decisions that ignore established design solutions, 
leading to user frustration and potential loss of revenue. Adobe's Tab UI in their creative software is criticized for its counterintuitive handling of window sorting, a problem seemingly solved by browsers years ago. Buffer's failure to notify users before API tokens expire, despite a simple fix, is another example of poor UX that disregards user needs. Google Street View's random time jumps while navigating historical views are called out for disrupting the user experience without any clear benefit. Spotify's inconsistent approach to song bookmarking with its transition from a starred system to a heart and then a plus is criticized for its lack of continuity and clarity. Lastly, YouTube's comment sorting button is slammed for not displaying the current sorting method, which Klaus argues is a deliberate choice to obscure the platform's sorting algorithm. Kloss concludes with a call to action for readers to support good UX by clapping for the article and subscribing for more content. Thank you for listening, and I invite you to another dose of knowledge tomorrow. <laughs>